Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. Hello, everybody. Jono from the Course Creator Community. I'm super excited to get to this week's podcast. Just before I do, I want to give a mention to the Course Creator Community VIP program. So if you're not aware, we actually have a VIP program. It's pretty straightforward. It's a membership site, membership platform, and you also get some um, some calls with me as well, some group coaching calls. In a nutshell, it covers every step of the journey from how to create your course to how to sell your course and, and make as many any sales as you want. It's got the creation, the sales, the marketing, the launching, all of that there. Uh, As a podcast listener, you're entitled to a special deal. I'll put the link down in the show notes. It'll say something like course creator VIP membership program or, or someone like that. Anyway, let's get to the show. We have a very special guest on the line this week. Now, I know I say that every week we have a, a very special guest, but this week we actually do because he's actually my coach. I've actually invested into this person's program. So that's how you know I actually trust him and, and he knows what he's talking about. He's not just a guest. I'm also in his, his program as well. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Jason Fox from Four Step Consulting. Jason, how are you? Good, man. Thank you. Pleasure. I appreciate the kind words. It's it's always nice. Awesome. Yep. To have someone that trusts you, that's always nice, right? <laughs> especially, especially in this field. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. Um, and don't be fooled by Jason's accent. I think he's originally from Melbourne, but you're currently in Pittsburgh. Is that right, Jason? Yeah. So I, uh, I claim to be from Melbourne. I was born there and I moved away at nine months old, but I still represent Melbourne just because of our sporting teams are the best. That's, yeah. that's why. Yeah, yeah, better than because your brother's in the Gold Coast, is he? Yeah, he's in the Gold Coast. That's where I was pretty much raised most of my life uh, on the Gold Coast. Good, good beaches in the Gold Coast, but bad sporting teams. Very bad sporting teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, if, you, if you're not from Australia, they come last at every sport. Got the worst every rugby sport. league sport, worst rugby yeah. league team, worst AFL team. You know, yeah. worst basketball team, worst. I don't even have the cricket team. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Jason, I like to start all these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up? Have yeah. you got one for us? I love it. So my, my favorite one, and forgive my, my misquoting, is uh, I always I get like goosebumps before I even say it. It's uh, speak your truth even if your voice shakes. Mm. Um, I feel that it really represents and embodies me that I'm always like hard on sleeve type person. And I think that everyone should kind of be like that, is, is speak exactly what you want into the world even if it, you have that little crackle in your voice and you, you can't get it out there. Um, so that's that's my mantra that I like to live by. Yes, love it. I, I've got a few similar ones that I like along those lines. I think yeah. Michael Jordan's got a good one where it's something like, you know, I, I miss 100% of the shots I don't take. You know, yeah, the Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that's the oh, one. Wayne Gretzky, yeah. was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's the same sort of principle, you know? It's like, all right, you know, yeah. you can sit there and, and, um, and not do anything and you definitely won't get ahead. Or you can go out and take the chance. Eh, maybe some people are going to think you're idiot, an idiot, but maybe you're actually going to be successful from it, right? Exactly a, right. Another similar one as well. I can't remember it exactly, but it's something where it's like um, I can live with failure. You know, I can, As long as I yep. put 100% in and spoke my mind, I can live with that. 
what I can't 100%. live with is not even getting in the ball game. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. I, th- I think that, I mean, these quotes, I, I love how you start with these. I think these quotes are like, sometimes they just seem like quotes, but there's something that you really need to understand and actually take to heart. And it's, it's, you, you do miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. It's that damn simple. <laughs> mm. Yes, I agree. All right. So, Jason, today we're going to be speaking all about uh, high-ticket offers and crafting a high-ticket offer. Uh, that's one of the favorite. That's not why I signed up for your program, actually. I signed up to, to get better at, at selling in the DMs and, and that sort of thing. But when I went through your training, I'm like, okay, this guy's got the high-ticket craft down to an art because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people these days are selling high-ticket. Oh, sorry are trying to sell high ticket. Trying. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. And they'll say it. Yeah, my program's $5,000 and I'm not discounting. And if people value me, they're going to buy it. <laughs> Great. How many clients you got? Oh, none yet. I'm still working on it, right? And then yep. when I saw Jason's program, he's got it to a science. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if anyone's listening to this, we'll, we'll get to the tips in a sec. But if anyone's listening to this and you've got a high ticket offer, stack it up with what Jason says today. And if it doesn't stack up, you know, in, in, in do these things he implements and watch it become better there. But before we get to that, uh, Jason, I obviously know a little bit about you, but if anyone's listening and they haven't heard about you, do you want to tell us a little bit about you? What is it you do? How'd you get into it? Why'd you do it? Spend the next sort of yeah. five, 10 minutes. Why should we listen to you essentially is what I'm, what I'm asking yeah. there. So let's, let us know. let's go back uh, uh, a few years. So, uh, I was, I actually go back to high school, which was a long time ago, but I wasn't the best student. I was always an athlete. That was my thing. And uh, when you're an athlete, you get away with a lack of academic success because you're an athlete and everyone thinks it's okay. Um, And my parents do. And I always talk about that with them, but uh, I I really didn't um, do well in in high school, but my, my sporting ability, I was allowed to get a scholarship in America um, for soccer and it was fantastic. So I got to continue my career. I was good, but let's be real. I wasn't going to be professional. And I, I really knew that at the start, but I wanted to keep playing. So I was playing um, soccer and I, I did a business degree because my dad is in, in business. I actually did a degree in entrepreneurship and I fell in love with business. I had a professor who sold his company for 40 million and he came back and decided to teach. And that really inspired me. The money really didn't, but the impact that he could create and so, and then eventually I, I stayed in America and got a MBA and uh, I came back home to Australia after I did that and tried to get a job. And I am like, if you ever meet me, I'm, I'm a relentless. That's kind of the word that I live by. Um, and I tried to get jobs. I was calling people, I was messaging people on Instagram, LinkedIn. I'd message the girlfriend of the recruiter. I wouldn't care. I'd do whatever I could, but no one would hire me. And it was weird because I had all these academic awards, these internships, everything. I had everything on the resume, but I couldn't get a job or at least a job that I believed that I could really excel at. Like I could get a sales job or something like that, but nothing really that spoke to me. So I was driving with my dad and he said, uh, why don't you start your own business? And I know this, this isn't common for people. Like my, my dad is extremely supportive and it's, it's amazing. So it was my mom um, and my brother's my business partner. So family is huge. So I, I decided to start, um, started a little marketing agency, told my mom the next day, I got my first client, which was, uh, which was amazing. She helped me get that and then started my agency from there and was doing that. I was working for my dad as well in a factory, like unloading containers, um, doing that, my marketing on the side, then finally transitioned full-time in the marketing agency, which was amazing. Brought my brother on, hired him for $0 uh, a year. 
which is what I still should pay him, to be honest. I know you'd probably <laughs> yeah, I know, know. I know him. He's sort of the worst <laughs> yeah, thing I work yeah. with. Yeah, he's, he's overpaid at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, overpaid yeah. at zero, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, brought him on and it was it was really good and, and things started growing with the agency. But I always felt this lack of, of, of fulfillment and like lack of, poten- like not fulfilling my potential and that's the worst feeling ever. So I started, I created a Facebook group um, where I was just giving advice and I was helping people and showing people like what I was doing in expectations of growing the marketing agency. But then people came to us and said, Jason, can we work with you? Um, you know, can you teach us how to grow an agency? And I was like, sure. So I did a free program. I, I, I literally coached people for free um, for like almost a year. And then I put together a program. It was six weeks. It was cheap as anything. I gave away way too much value. But I was like, man, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do. Um, because I didn't know coaching was a thing. And then I just jumped into it and I was like, I love this. One, like being realistic to everyone and being fully transparent, the money's better in coaching than any industry. The profit margins are ridiculous. Like being fully transparent, that is yeah. fantastic. But two, the biggest thing for me is when I see someone go, I mean, even Jonna, we worked together and you messaged us or, or someone from your team messaged us and said, this is great guys made my first sale. I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Mm. Like that is the best feeling ever or like your next sale or whatever. It's such a cool feeling mm. um, knowing that you can help someone and impact their lives. And I just love that. And so long story short, I guess, is that 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 coaching thing really developed and we started growing we started hitting 40k 50k 60k 70k months started really scaling the the thing up and we decided man we're we're good at this stuff like we really are so we started helping more people get involved in the coaching and getting that fulfillment that that we really like helping them with offer marketing sales and delivery and uh that's that's what we've been doing the last few years we've scaled our business to a hundred thousand dollars a month our goal is to get that um, like eventually to a million dollars a month. We're yeah. building a team right now. You'll be guys, you'll be seeing a lot of that. It's going to be cool. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's really the, the story. I know it was a little long, but I had to tell the backstory behind it all. No, I, I love stories and it was super inspiring. So thank you for sharing that. Um, all right, let's get into it. So maybe let's do, let's, let's pretend it's your ideal client listening, Jason. So it's someone that wants to sell a high ticket offer. Uh, and you probably know this person better than what I do. So they want to sell a high ticket offer, but they don't quite know how to, how to craft a high ticket offer. Where do they start? What's the first thing they need to do? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. The first thing that they need to do is, is figure out like who is it for. Um, I always talk about this as an analogy in the course. It's like you could have the best freaking hot dog in the world, and someone right next to you, I call her Sally, she could be starving, right? Absolutely starving, hadn't eaten four days, and your hot dog's a dollar and she has a dollar fifty. Perfect. Cool. Sally, here, just come have this hot dog. It's only a dollar. You know, you have 50 cents left to go and play. I'm vegan. 
man, what's the point in selling the hot dog to her? Even if she's starving, she has all the categories. You've got to figure out that part first, who they are, what they want, what they're struggling with, what keeps them up at night, what's their pains. Before going into an offer, you need to know who is it for because you can't go anywhere unless you do that. And it sounds so cliche and people are like, oh, niche and avatar and this. Like I live, sleep, eat, breathe who my client is and know exactly what's keeping them up at night. And that is the fundamental start of building an offer. And now in terms of practical, like I want to make this kind of practical because otherwise I'm just spitting out like random advice is what we did to start off is we interviewed 15 to 20 people who we believed were ideal clients. Um, We would get them on. What are you struggling with? What's wrong? What's keeping you up at night? What do you need help with? Where are you at? Getting as much detail as possible in their own words as well, because you can think, oh yeah, like they're struggling with sales. Whereas they're thinking, I'm struggling with closing and presenting my price. You're diagnosing sales, but they have other problems. So you've got to really understand that. Then you can see the common denominators in the um, in the data that you collect, and then you can start building your offer. So it starts there with the client in mind. Yes, love that. So many good bits of info there. Even if you're listening, go and re- rewind and, and watch that again. There's a few key takeaways that I'd recommend a couple of people do from that. Then a question for you, Jason. So another one of my favorite quotes is, if you can explain your customer's problem better than what they can, they're going to assume you know the solution. And that's key, key with marketing, right? It's like, and I see it a lot when I speak to course creators and they'll be like, yeah, here's my course. It's awesome. You know, you'll learn bang, 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 bang. And it's kind of like, that's great, but like, What's the problem? What problem are you solving? You know, what's the, um, what are you helping someone achieve there? And that's a common thing I see with course prayers because they're so passionate about what they do, their expertise, right? Where it's like, great, you're going to learn this, you're going to learn that. But what's just as important is knowing that customer inside out. So I love that. Um, Jason, you mentioned you, you jumped on a Zoom, you interviewed 15, 20 of your ideal people. Where did you find them? So what I, what I did is, um, you always start like when, when you're doing this sort of thing is like, I really like at the start is just taking a lot of imperfect action. So what I did when I was first starting this is I was just adding people who I believed were in my world, adding them as a friend on Facebook. So just constantly going through other groups where your ideal client hangs out, add them, then put up a post. Hey, I'm actually like going to offer this free 30 minute, I'll, I want to ask you 10 questions, but then I also want to trade with you and I want you to, um, I want you to show me your problems and see if I can solve them for you as well, right there. So you're offering them something in exchange for getting that data. So whether it's something niche, like I can help you with, you know, your Facebook ads or building your Facebook group, whatever it is, you're offering something in exchange for getting that data. And I just did that. I did that a couple of times and messaged people. Most of my data was collected by DMs, to be honest. But the Zoom is a really better way to go because you can see it in someone's face and their eyes, how much pain they're in when they're telling you something. Mm. Awesome. Okay, great. Sounds good. Next step, say we've got that under control. We're like, right, I know exactly who this person is that I want to help. Um, let's call them a course creator. Let's, oh, no, let's go a different way. Oh, whatever. Let's call them a course creator, right? Let's say this yep. person's a, um, they want to help course creators, right? And um, they've got that pain. They've got the, they know the, the pain. They've done the interviews. They know exactly what that problem is. What's the next step they need to do? 
Yeah. So really the next step is, is listing out all of those pains and then what you can do to solve them. We, we call this exercise, um, we, we call it in, in something that, uh, that we have internally with meetings. It's, uh, it's called the sacred cow. And the sacred cow meeting is like where, it's actually something Russell Brunson uh, talks about, is where nothing is off the table. Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know, if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together, at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. So if they have a problem, like my mum keeps yelling at me when I'm on Zoom calls, we list the how we can solve that. We, everyone who buys our program gets a noise cancelling headphones. We go that in depth. Like it sounds silly and ridiculous, but we want to solve every single problem that they're going through. So list out all of their problems, then make a product-focused solution to their problem. So let's give a a bit more of a concrete example. So the problem that we talked about before was the person struggles with presenting the price. Cool. How can we solve that? We can have a once a week role-play call where we would communicate with them. We will role-play presenting the price. Then what we will do is we will create a recording of them saying the price send them the recording so that recording for them, they can listen to it every single day so they can practice and get better and better. We go into that like granular of detail. So that person, if they hear that, if they're struggling with like presenting the price and they hear, we will create a recording from a role play and we will send this to you, you'll be like, oh my God, that's amazing, right? The more product focus you can make that and solve that problem, the better and the better it sounds as well. So listing out everything. Now, just so you don't know, like we wouldn't do that, like exactly give that because it's not the best way to solve that problem, but nothing's off the table. So you have these huge lists of ideas of all of these solutions where you can start building out your offer. So good. Love that. I've, I've got nothing to add. I think you just nailed that <laughs> perfectly. It's like, good. I guess the, the, my insight from there is that's also going to help with the sales side of things, right? Because you've essentially yeah. covered every single thing beforehand. So whatever objection someone comes up with, yeah, you may have to handle that objection a little bit, but it's kind of like there. It's like whatever objection that person has, oh, but there's this and there's this and there's this and there's this. So you're probably going to get less objections because there's there's nothing they can object about. So I think that's cool. Um, and it's just, I think it's a good way to think on both sides of things. I think it's a good way to think where it's not just like, hey, I've got the one course and this one course is the solution to to this person's problem. It's like, okay, there's a whole list of things going on. This may be my main thing, my course here, but what's the little other things I can add on that makes it better and better and better? And I just like the way you sort of said nothing's off limits because mm-hmm. it's just it's just a good way to think. You know, it's like if everything is just, oh, no, that's not going to work. Oh, that's not going to work. It's just such a closed-minded thing. And if you're like, oh, how can we make it work? It's a subtle shift. And hey, let's be honest, half the things probably aren't going to work anyway, right? But it's 100%. Thinking, yeah. You know, one thing just leads to the next and leads to the next and leads to the next and leads to the next. And if you write down 100 things, okay, even if 99 of them suck, you might get one that's good and you wouldn't have got that one unless you wrote down those other 99. 
Exactly, exactly. And that's how we've come up with a lot of things. And, and Jono, being on the inside of it, you can see it. Like we created a Discord community where every single week we're adding a new channel. Like we have call reviews in there. We have convo reviews. We have Facebook ad stuff. All of that stuff we're, we're adding over time because it's solving a specific problem. And if you're solving a problem that your clients are having, you can present that on a sales call. And the best thing that any prospect can ever say to you is, oh, wow, you've really understood what I'm struggling with. Oh, wow, that really sounds like me. Yeah. And you, you feel like a genius when someone says that. You're like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm a genius. But <laughs> in reality, it is just because you've listened to your clients. And let's be real. Everyone has the same problems. Mm -hmm. Everyone is insecure. Everyone struggles with the way that they look. All of this sort of thing. Your problems aren't unique. So use that. Your clients have problems that you're solving. Showcase that to your prospects. And your prospects will be like, wow, you really understand me. And it's a really like, as soon as you can get someone to say, wow, you really understand me. I mean, it's over. That's how you make the sale. Yes, I agree 100%. Okay, cool. Is there a next step or what's the next step from there? There, there is, yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. Um, uh, yeah, we can go with, with that way. Like I actually like doing this kind of in steps. So the next next real thing that we, we want to talk about here is listing out every intricate step that someone needs to get to where they want to be. So when talking about an offer, this is something that um, Sam Ovens and Alex Hormozzi created. It's someone is here where they are now and where they want to be. So their desired state, their current state and their desired state. Um, if it's audio, I'm sorry, I'm using my hands. <laughs> talk. Um, but they're at one position in that point A and point B, right? Current desire. So what we want to do is list out their current state and we want to list out all of the steps, every intricate little step it takes to get them to their desired state. So what we do, and then for example, in our program, we go into the detail of, updating your cover photo, updating your bio, updating your profile. Like that's one, two, three. That's, that's three steps right there. Updating like every little thing put in in a step-by-step -step format. So you have this huge diagram and we actually have it in our program. Not a lot of people see it. It's this big page document of every single step that someone needs to take so that they can get to their desired state. And now this is, uh, we'll talk about this more later on, but when you've listed that out, what we actually do is we highlight 10 to 15 of those steps and figure out, and we ask ourselves this question, how can we do this for them? Or how can we make this a lot easier for them rather than we just like, because course creators, we're, we're in talking yeah. about course creator. Yeah. Instead of just, I'm going to teach them how to do this. Yeah. What if instead of teaching them how to update their cover photo, we have a VA who is $5 an hour, who could probably mm -hmm. knock out 10 cover photos an hour. Yeah. Why don't we just do it? It'll cost yeah. us five bucks where someone could pay us five to 10 grand. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, that's such a little non-big value add, but it's yeah. something that's like, you don't have to think about. Yeah. So knocking off all those steps and making sure we can figure out how can we make this as easy as possible for them to achieve. And that's how you can build out a really, really compelling offer. That's so good. I love the way you've, you've broken that down. And it's kind of the difference, right? It's like, let's say a core, I mean, it's... It's going to be great, but just the simplest version. Let's say a course might cost five hundred bucks, right? Why would mm -hmm. someone pay five thousand? Well, these little things here. The course might teach you how to do it, 
right? Whereas if you do this program here, we give you the cover photo done for you. And that's just one little example. I'm sure there's yeah. hundreds of them sprinkled sprinkled out through through what you do, right? And it's just like yeah. the difference of that where, okay, you may pay the VA 5K, but you're now, oh, sorry, $5, but you're now charging five, uh, 10 times the amount for the, the customer, like it's worth it there. So I, I love the way you've, you've broken that down. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like, that that's a done for you. You've also mentioned in the the course, and I think you mentioned it there. Even if it's not a hundred percent done, how can we make it easier? Are there some examples of that, Jason? Where where if it's not okay, hey, we can get a VA to do it for them. What are some things that's that's in the middle, I guess, where it's not just teaching them, but it's not doing it for them? Is there a, a middle ground that we can do? I and I love that, and I think this is an exercise that we do right. It's what if, and, and this is a perfect segue actually. So. What if you right now you have your your core program and let's just pretend it's a thousand dollars? What would you do to justify your program costing ten thousand dollars? So you go through those steps and you say, okay, if this program's ten thousand dollars, I'm doing the cover photo for them. Yeah. So we do that. We make it look fantastic. So we we justify our program at sixty thousand. We we just play this exercise. We don't execute it all the time. But you just pretend you've ten times your price. Yep. Now, let's pretend you can only charge one-tenth of your price, mm-hmm. so 10% of your price. So it's $1,000, you're only charging $100. Yep. What would you do to ensure that that $100 is still profitable? You couldn't design people's cover photos for $100. Mm-hmm. Like, that's craziness. This is a small example, but like, yeah. so how can we fulfill that? Because you want to be ease of fulfillment while also charging a premium price so you can scale. You can't be premium price, hard to fulfill. It's impossible to scale. Yeah. So what we would do is find that balance. Just like you said, and I love that, is the balance there for me, and this is just an example again, is cool. We will create a template. We'll create 10 templates. You click, install that into Canva. You so add good. in your wording that we teach you. Boom, you're done. So good. That's how you would do it. And I, I, I love this example because it's just yeah. such a good way to, to think about your program. Um, you can go both ways with it. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Wow, that's so good. I'm loving all these tips, but I think that one there is the favorite is my favorite. So we'll just summarize that there. It's like, all right, cool. You got your base. It's your course. That's great. That's just teaching everyone there. It's worth X amount of dollars. What can we do to make it more? Just list similar to the above, right? Just list every single thing we can do to make it more valuable. How can we make it easier for them? And then we look at it from there. Well, and, and I like both ways. I feel like I like that $60,000 one. I feel how it's like, all right, if we're going to charge $60,000, what would it be? And I like the open mind as well, because I think it's easy for that, for someone to be like, I know one's going to pay $60,000 for this. Maybe they would. You know, I'm sure there's someone out there that would pay that amount there if it obviously delivered. That's that's a, a key. And this is one I learned even back in my personal training days, right? 
It's kind of like personal trainers have a, a similar mindset as well, where it's like, ah, I'm going to value my time. You know, I'm going to charge um, as much as possible, yada, yada, yada. The thing with personal training, especially one-on-one personal training, most people that, that pay that price are quite successful people, right? If you're going to pay a hundred bucks an hour for a personal trainer three times a week, you know, it's usually a successful person. Those people usually understand value. So if you're yeah. not giving value as a personal trainer and you're just saying, ah, I charge $100 now because I'm a personal trainer, I'm good at what I do, someone that understands value is going to be like, well, I'm not getting value. I'm going to go to someone else that, that offers more value there. So I think that's a, a good way to look at it is, okay, if I was yeah. going to charge $60,000, what would need to be in there? Okay, great. Now let's scale down because if it's going to, if I'm going to charge $60,000, but I'm spending $30,000 to get it there, well, you know, it's, it's just, it's not, not going to work there, you know? Yeah. So how can we scale it down and, and just work it like that? So I love that there. I was going to add something else on that, but mm, no, yeah, I, I think that's great. All right, cool. Now we've, we've got that there. We've mapped it out. We've made it as valuable as possible as a, oh no, this is going to touch on. Yeah. Sorry. The scalability side of things. Right. So I think a lot of people with a high ticket offer want to do one-on-one coaching, you know, Hey, I'm a, I'm a coach, you know, I charge, even if you charge $400 an hour for your coaching, right. Sounds, it sounds like a, a good hourly rate, but you're capped with time. You know, how many people can you physically see in a day as a coach? You know, maybe four, maybe five, you know, and then you've got the extra stuff on top and the marketing stuff on top, you know, like if you're just doing one-on-one, you're capped. So it's like, how can we, how can we leverage time, which Jason explained really well there. So awesome. All right. So we've got the person. We know exactly what their problem is. We've listed out all the the pains that they're going through. We know that we've got something that's going to solve all of those pains there. We've then listed out the journey that they need to go to be successful. We've then made it as easy as possible for for that person there. Are we done there? Is there any more steps? There's there's more to it. So what what we've done now is we've we've kind of created really the, the base of the offer. We still need to work out some fulfillment side, but that 10, 10x versus 10% exercise is, is just a really good way to go. And you can figure out like if you were charging $10,000, they would probably expect like some yeah. form of one-on-one. But how can we scale one-on-one when we can only we only have like, what, 24 hours in a day? And that's mm-hmm. crazy to take on 24, hour, 24 clients. So you can make some complexity there. So they can only get the one-on-one after they do X, Y, Z. So that gives you seven days after you sign every single client, which frees up more of your time. You can do things like that. Um, what we prefer is to build out kind of the team and the infrastructure to allow you to have that $10,000 offer. But really, let's let's move on to, to the next step, which is actually crafting this in a way that sounds compelling. Because if I just said to you, and, and going back to our previous example, is like I said to you, this is a course like where we help you, you know, grow your business, get to 50K a month, whatever it is. And, you know, one of the cool things that we do is, is update your cover photo for you. Like that's, that's not really compelling, right? What we want to do is craft a, the core crux of our offer. And this is what we did. And we did this accidentally, to be completely honest with you. We we, we really did is because we got ourselves- Probably more- because of your mindset, right? Probably because yeah. you do all these things. What's every single thing I can have? Nothing's off limits. You know, if you go in with that yeah. mindset, you're going That's to exactly accidentally right. stumble across a couple of things. Exactly right. And like, so our company is called Four Step Consulting. And the four steps that we started with are not what the four steps are today. 
which is really cool. And because we bought the domain and every email address and all of that, we needed to make four steps, but we really do have four steps in it. And that is offer, marketing, sales, and delivery. That's really our, our, our four steps. So that's the also the core of our program yeah. is we help you build your offer. We help you build your client acquisition system. We help you with sales. And we help you deliver and get results for your clients. So that is the core. You need to find four, three, two to four pillars mm. of what you really do well and what you really help people with. And under those pillars are things like, let's say it's marketing. So a bonus of the marketing side is that we'll help you do the cover photo. I really like touching on this example. We'll help you do that. Yeah, That's more of a bonus than the actual core because the core is they need more clients. We'll build your client acquisition system. That's what we focus on. So the first step really after you've gone through that process is building out the core. And that is, you know, two to four pillars or steps like Four pillar consulting doesn't sound very good. So we've gone steps. Um, So pillars or steps that you have that are really, if someone was to say, what do you do? That's how I would explain it. We We help coaches, consultants, agencies with offer, marketing, sales, delivery. And you need to have it that quick because it's that simple. You don't want to say, oh, we'll build you a Facebook group that, you know, and then a higher appointment set is like, no, no, no. It needs sounds to be like, very- It sounds simple. like too much work, you know? Exactly. Like, oh man, it sounds like a lot of work, you know? Four, exactly. Two to four things. I can do two to four things. It sounds easy. Yep. Even though it is a lot of work, you know, it sounds, e- it's just more presentable like that way and more digestible. Yeah. You know, it's like exactly. for someone, oh man, I've got to do all these things. I can't do that. Okay, four yeah. things. Let me master one of these things. Even though there's a whole heap of things you need to do in that. We've spent a whole podcast speaking about just yeah. that one, and I'm sure we could go deeper as well, but it's a good way to look at it. Um, yeah. Hey, Jason, you're obviously super knowledgeable about this. I'm sure you could talk about it all day. Uh, yes. I want to be sensitive of your time. There's a few questions that I, I like to finish up with. Just before cool. we get into them, for everyone listening, you're probably thinking, okay, I want to follow this guy. I want to hear more about him. What's the best, Jason? Should we join your Facebook group? Should we add you as a friend on Facebook? Should we do both? What's What's the best? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you could actually, like, the best thing is you could test our whole process by joining our Facebook group and seeing, like, how we actually do all of this stuff. One, because of the content we put out there, but two, because of the messages you're going to get from myself or my team. Um, so our, our Facebook groups is DM Beasts. Uh, it's the, the, you know, I'm not sure you're going to find a name like that anywhere else on, on Facebook. Um, or I'm Jason C. Fox on Facebook. All of my links are there. Um, yeah, Facebook or, or my group, either way. Uh, and uh, there's so much content we have on there too. I'll put those links down in the show notes as well. So if you're listening, just just click that. Um, Okay, so a few questions i like to finish up with, Jason. The first one is around mentors. So you're obviously Mm -hmm. a mentor for plenty of people out there in the the online marketing world. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. If you could answer this in a few different ways. If you could give us a paid mentor, so someone that you've paid money to and you've done their course or their program, someone that you haven't paid money to, but you follow them on social media and you like what they do, whether you follow them on Instagram, use their podcast, whatever it may be, and a book that you recommend every course creator should read if they want to be successful in the online business world. So cool. paid, unpaid, and book. Cool. So first paid uh Paid mentor is, I call him a friend now. I don't know if he sees it that way, probably because I bug him all the time. <laughs> uh, Dan Dan Bolton, he uh, he helped us 
uh, last year when we were, we were struggling with our messaging and figuring this stuff out. And he, uh, he's, he's really been a huge influence on us and he's, he's fantastic. Um, the next one would be who I haven't paid, who I've, well, I have paid, but not really. Um, Alex Olmosi, you can see his book mm-hmm. in the background, $100 million offers. Um, I listened to his podcast. I think that his mission is really cool too. Like he's doing all this stuff for for free, basically. Like his book's, what, 19 bucks? I've got two copies there, one that's scribbled on, one that's presented. Um, so it, it's really where like a lot of the, my basis of information, and it was cool because he confirmed a lot of what I already believed was there. Um, he's a big one. And then what was the... Third the one third was book, one. but you can't. Yeah, give probably that book. Give you, nah, nah, you got to give us another one. Yeah, you, all right, give us, give us, us another one. So, so there's hundred um, million dollar offers by Alex Ormosi. What's another yeah. one? Probably one of my my favorite. This is without a doubt my favorite book. It's uh, "Can't Hurt Me" by David oh, yeah. Goggins. It is the best freaking book. It's right there. I've listened to it on audio like five times at least. It's um, it's one of those books like we talk about motivation everyone's like nah you don't get motivated you've got to be like committed to your why and like it's one of those books that just like kicks you up in the ass and you're like i'm not really good enough like <laughs> you're like i should be running 20 miles today like because i have legs like that's that's what's really cool and I, I like that constant reminder that at the end of the day i can give you all these tactics that we just went over you've just got to do it like that's <laughs> that's simple um so that's yeah that's one of my favorite books there love it i I haven't met Dan Bolton. He's on my friend list. He's a New Zealand guy, right? Yeah, Kiwi. So we won't hold that against him. Uh, we yeah. will a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. No, yeah. Okay. You know what? When I was looking for a coach, I reached out to you and to him, right? Yeah. But something happened. I, I couldn't book a call with him or it was too late or whatever. And then I, yep. I'm just a, an action taker, you know? I booked it with Jason, done, signed up, see you later, bye. But I'll, yep. I'll reach, I'll, I might get Dan on this show as well. That could be good. Definitely um, get Dan on. He's, he's very smart. Yeah, yeah. Hormozy, I'm a huge fan of as well because his background is in fitness too. He's got yeah. a book, um, Gym Launch Secrets, literally yeah. the best book ever for personal trainers and, and gym owners, everything down to a T, the workout, the offer, the marketing, the sales, best thing ever. So now it's interesting to hear how he's, he's sort of um, uh, gone above that now, you know, and he's helping helping everyone, which is good to see. And yeah. Yeah, I love that that um, Goggins book as well. I've read it many okay. times and hugely motivating. Um, okay, now question for the course creators, Jason. What I ask this to every guest, what's your platform of choice? What do you currently host to your content on there? Or do you have a favorite one? Or what have you tried and didn't like? What can you tell us about what you're using? Yeah, and I like this question. I'm a bit of a tech person with, with this sort of stuff. So uh, we use Kajabi currently. Um, the one big reason why we went to Kajabi is because you can actually embed the domain name into your own domain. I'm not sure if I'm using the right language, but essentially all of the SEO, like if you transcribe all of your videos, that counts towards your SEO on your main domain. So that's why I like Kajabi. I'm not the biggest fan of its functionality. I prefer Teachable in terms of like, the beautiful, like the platform looks really nice. Um, but Kajabi is one of those like all in robust softwares that I think um, most people should just start with that. Yep. Good tips. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, Jason, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Is there well, anything I should have asked you, but forgot to, or is there anything you want to finish us off with? 
Yeah, actually, uh, it was just after the core of the offer, I wanted to touch on this real yeah, quick yeah. is, uh, and I'll be quick. No, no, no. <laughs> I know I take, take, take your time. So, yeah. So the core of your offer, we have those pillars. Then what you want to do is you want to create like bonuses and the bonuses should kind of be what I like to call either more valuable or the next logical steps from the core of your offer. Mm. So this is something that is like psychologically really good is we have a bonus in our program is once you hit $10,000 a month with the core of our program, we will hire, find, train and hire an appointment setter for you. Yeah, wow. So if someone is at zero, they join the core of the offer and because the bonus is the logical next step, they're assuming they're going to get to $10,000 a month mm. because the bonus is there. So they're assuming that the results are going to come because you have that in the bonuses, which makes your offer more valuable. And they're like, oh, wow, I'm going to get results. It's a little psychological thing, but it's also very much a good way to sell things because you don't, I don't want to place an appointment set of someone doing $0 a month. Yeah, this doesn't yeah. work. So it, it, that is what I would really recommend people do is build out those bonuses as step two, essentially, of their program. Love it because it's kind of like gives that person an extra bit of motivation as well. It's kind of yeah. like, man, you know, like I, I want to get this setter, you know, like yeah, exactly. okay, you know, I'm going to do that little bit extra, you know, I'm going to make that extra call, I'm going to send that extra DM, make that extra Facebook post, whatever it may be, gives them that bit of motivation to work harder, and it also gamifies it a little bit. It's almost yeah. like, okay, I'm not just doing it for myself, and I'm not just going through the motion. It's like, oh, it's a bit of a prize at the end of this. So yeah, exactly. Love that tip. Awesome. All right. Thank you for sharing that, Jason. Anything else you want to finish us off with? No, that, that is it. I, uh, I really appreciate this. This has been fun. I love talking, as you can tell. So uh, <laughs> this has been good. Awesome. All right, Jason, thank you for your time. Anytime. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Course Creator Community Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you in the next episode.